0: Welcome to the Lifelong Learners Podcast, the podcast all about learning things all throughout your life, whether you are a student or you're not a student anymore and you're in the university of life. This podcast is for you. I think everyone should be learning something new. Everyone should be intentional about the way that you live. And uh, I hope this podcast helps you gain some insight about life or, or learning or anything like that. Uh, at the very least, I hope you just enjoy the sultry sound of my voice. Please keep listening. Thank you very much. Let's get into it, hey? One could argue that knowledge is just a group of memories that are combined together that, uh, that give you a certain principle or, or a lesson. Um, I, I know that i have a certain bunch of memories from my schooling that uh, that have taught me various things throughout my life uh, uh that that school as well as my parents memories from uh, like church events m- memories from uh friends uh, especially friends i learned a lot of interesting things from my friends but uh one could argue that knowledge does come from these memories um And uh, so I'm studying education, as you guys are perhaps aware, and uh, today one of the tasks was to think about some memories from my schooling, and uh, I've written down here a a few memories that I have uh, in which I've learnt something new about the world. and this is interesting because I know education in Australia, uh, I don't know where you're listening from, but I'm, I'm very proud of my nation being very much an innovator and a leader in educational reform. And teachers are starting to look at how students learn and uh, deciding that you know things that are on paper, things that are like quizzes and things that are exams and standardised testing... They are fine, but they're only one way of learning, and people are looking more at the whole child and how knowledge is formed in their mind. It's more than just what's on paper. So, um, yeah, I was challenged today at my university to come up with some memories in which I learnt something, and I think, as you'll find, not a lot of them, in fact, uh, maybe one of them, just... Uh, has something to do with actual formal education. So, uh, you might find this interesting, you might not. Either way, um, I want you to just reflect on these and have a think about what are some memories from your schooling in which you learned something. And uh, is that something you can repeat today? What's some, What are some things that you can learn right now? Um, maybe this reflection will give you some insight into how you can learn some more things. So. Looking back, I remember I had this teacher. And this is probably my most dominant educational experience in my school. Like if you ask me to recount a memory from my schooling, I'll tell you this. I had a teacher, her name was Miss Regan, and she had me for viscom, right? I was quite artistic as a as a teenager. I I didn't enjoy school a lot. Um but Viscom gave me something to draw, gave me something to think about in terms of art, and, and all those kind of things. So that was very interesting for me. Uh, but I did this strange thing when I was in school. Maybe you could relate, but I did the bare minimum, <laughs> is what I've heard people refer to it as. But I would uh, rely mostly on my my talent, I suppose, my natural inclination towards art, and I would hand in these amazingly drawn pieces of work but they would be poorly researched, poorly designed because I would hand in like one of my sketches, my preliminary sketches would just be the final piece and I wouldn't put much thought into it, I wouldn't put a lot of effort into it and that's why I fell short. Um, But my teacher who was a visual designer herself and she was obviously very passionate about her field uh, as well as being a fantastic educator and was truly invested in us students. She loved it. Um, But she would always tell me, Josh, you can do so much more. You know, she was one of those teachers that knew that I was capable of more than what I was showing. Uh, So she challenged me a lot to rise and um, there was this particular memory I have of her coming to me and saying, Josh, uh, don't live life as an observer and uh, yeah I'd just been on this this camp in uh, in Melbourne and um, you know there was all all these experiences going on and uh, you know she asked me if I took any photos I said no uh, so she said don't just live life as an observer Josh you're doing Vizcom you're also doing media at TAFE you know you have amazing potential to use all of these skills to do something incredible so so don't be passive and she taught me very much to be proactive in my life and um, although I didn't get very good uh, results in viscom and, and a lot of my projects were lacking in a lot of areas I did learn that if left to my own devices I will not be diligent and I will produce crap But uh, that really taught me to be proactive and produce something of value and invest time into stuff, invest effort in, and just make something nice, Um, because, you know, what good is life if you're not using the opportunity to create amazing things? Anyway, that's maybe, um, you know, a bit abstract there, (laughs) but I definitely remember her saying that to me, don't live life as an observer. And I want to challenge you with that, you know, where are you just being passive and just accepting life and just doing the bare minimum, and where do you need to invest more effort into, <clears throat> if I can pass that lesson on. <clears throat> but I also remember, um, and this was definitely a learning experience, even though this was technically extracurricular, I suppose. Ah, uh, well, no, it was incorporated into the school, so uh, these uh producers came into our school they they helped create uh productions like live productions theater productions professionally and so they came into the school to help us create uh some amazing productions uh and I was in a couple of them one of them was uh some shakespearean thing and I was I was one of the main characters but that wasn't so significant to me for some reason. Uh, The production I did I think before that perhaps um, it was my first real drama thing in front of people so it was it was quite intense for me, or at least in front of a a large crowd and it was very intense, it was very very new, very stimulating and um, I was singing in it so that was intense man so in high school I um I was in a band we were called Sonoggle Jack. We had smash hits like Squid Cesarean. Uh but for the most part, yeah, that's right, Squid Cesarean. Love it, mate. But um yeah, for the most part we just did Blink-182 covers. And there were there was this song in the drama that was a Blink-182 song, but it was changed a little bit. So if you know the song uh Rock Show, is that what it's called? The Rock Show, gosh, I can't remember. The girl at the rock show, that one. But we changed it to, like, I fell in love with the girl and the goddess, which doesn't make any sense, because I didn't fall in love with the goddess. I fell in love with the girl, but it just had to be related to the <laughs> scenario somehow. Anyway, what the heck. Um, but I learned a lot then. I learnt that I can be very theatrical and very dramatic if I need to be. And now, to this day, whenever I'm in front of a crowd, I tap into this dramatic aspect of myself where I portray an image of myself that's larger than life, that's very excitable, uh, very theatrical, it's it's big, it's loud, it's it's a bit crazy. So I, I can tap into this other self every now and then and it's yeah, it's heaps of fun. So that wasn't technically an in school experience, but I learnt a lot from that because it was very emotional for me and very very big and traumatic. Um, my third experience that I want to share was um, actually, I suppose you could say before school um, or before formal schooling in inverted commas as we commonly know about it. But this was in my primary schooling and for you, those of you who do not know this, I was home schooled uh, in my primary years. So that was, that was a very special time and it, it definitely gave me an experience that a lot of kids don't have the benefit of experiencing. Uh, and I remember quite a lot of things from homeschool, but one of them in particular was this experience, or a few experiences, actually, where, um, like I say, I was, I was very arty, and I loved to express myself through art, pictures, drawing things, creating things. But what I loved most was when I created something for my younger siblings and they got to experience it and really enjoy it. And I remember there was, well, I made quite a few card games, um, but for some reason, uh, one thing that sticks in my head is I made these little uh, drawings of little figures, like little people, and I would cut them out with paper and colour them in with crayons. I was very young, but I'd give them to my siblings, and what happened was you gained money from playing these certain games with the with these people and with that money you could evolve your person into new people and I cut a new piece of paper and give it to them. And you could have your own little family eventually. It was kinda like a Tamagotchi or something, but with paper. It was very weird. I can't really remember it very well. But I just remember that the my siblings really got involved and it was awesome. And Um I also remember when we got our DSs our Nintendo DS's for the very very first time. We had no games on it whatsoever, but we discovered this thing called PictoChat. And if you remember PictoChat, I don't know if it's still around, but it was literally just you can draw on the DS screen as far as it was designed to showcase the, the stylus and all of that. But you can draw on the screen, click send, and it will go to a group of friends that you have connected with Um, like prior, so it it wasn't like Facebook, it was like you had to join a chat room and then type words or or draw pictures or something like that. Anyway, we designed a game with PictoChat where you could draw your own character and we each had our own character and would draw it each time and send it out and each message would be an attack and it functions similar to Pokemon where your character would have a certain amount of attacks, each one cost a certain amount of of uh skill points or it was mana or, or something like that, and they had a power to them, which uh created a certain amount of attack points which came across with damage. Uh, I suppose it was quite um mathematical in a way, and uh you know eventually our games evolved into something similar to Dungeons and Dragons, where there was a whole storyline to it, and there was a lot more maths involved, and it was really interesting, like, that was an experience where most people learn mathematics and things like that in a textbook, in a calculator, and it's detached from reality or, or, or any kind of fun or practical usage, whereas we explored mathematics in terms of a game, and it was like, if you want to jump over this hole and cut the dragon's head off, you had to roll a 20, um, add your strength, and multiply it by your level, or something like that, you know. And we were doing all these equations to to work out the solution, and we were doing it for fun. And it's amazing, like, um, I always think about that, like, wow, maths can be fun, and maths can be Something you can engage in as a hobby, and it was yeah, it was very interesting for me. Um, so there there are three main experiences that I learnt through my schooling um, and my education in general, and uh, yeah, so th- very very interesting. I-, I want you guys to think now about um, some lessons you've learnt in your past and what made that lesson stick with you more than anything else. Do you remember things you learnt from textbooks? And, uh, and, and quizzes and whatever else happened at school. Like, do you remember those sorts of things? Or do you remember experiences which you have some, some uh, memory attached to, some kind of emotion attached to? Now think about that. I've gone through all these examples and I probably should have elaborated on this at the start, but whatever, we're in it now. Um, think about how you're learning right now, yeah? So, if you're anything like me, or what I perhaps used to be a little bit, uh, you are reading a book right now, a self-development book, something that helps you uh, get the most out of life, something that helps you be more uh, productive, or something like that. You read the book, maybe you'll answer the questions, you'll take some notes, you put the notes in your drawer, and you, whatever, go and do whatever else in your real life. That's great. That's a great way of learning. If you're doing that, Kudos, you know, you're showing a lot more effort than most people do. But I also want you to think about this. Are you producing emotional memories that will stick with you and will become memories and will become knowledge in your future life? When you're old and grey and you reflect on your life, will you reflect on those times you spent reading and studying like that? Or will you reflect on those emotional experiences you had with friends or um, those times that you did something with your siblings or that teacher you had a relationship with Sorry, that sounded weird <laughs> teacher that you that you spoke to and had a friendship with perhaps is be- the better way to say it <laughs> um... gosh I'm not recommending anything here don't take advice from that that came out wrong but a friendship with te- with a teacher or a parent, or um, you know, your kids right now, or your students right now. How are you producing memories with them? Because it's memories that become knowledge, and it is emotional memories that are stronger than any other memories. So anyway, I just want you to think about that. This was this was just a response to a uni question, but I just felt I needed to verbalize it. So even if no one's listening to this right now, <laughs> this was good for me. So. If you are listening, thank you very much for listening. Um, Keep tuned. Thank you very much for listening to this wonderful episode of the Lifelong Werner podcast. If you found this interesting, please follow or subscribe or otherwise become part of this podcast, no matter what platform you're listening on. Uh, I'm over on Twitter at... Bruce Kraken. That's right, I sink ships with my tentacles. If you want to get in touch with me, for any reason, if you have a question, or if you like this episode, or if you hated this episode, please let me know, or else I will just continue to make episodes like this, and you'll deeply despise me, and I do not want that, so please, if you love me, or if you don't, just be in contact with me, at Bruce Kraken over on Twitter, Otherwise, drop me a voice message here on Anchor, if you're on Anchor. Anchor, by the way, is a software app thing. No, it's an an app, really. You use it for your phone. And uh, it's where you can make your own podcast, which is what I'm doing. So, if you want to do what I'm doing and you think you can do it better, you know, I challenge you to start a podcast on Anchor. And uh, who knows? You know, you might become the next big sensation. You might become the Michael Jordan of podcasting. You know, you just dunk those microphones really well. What the heck are you on about, Josh? Okay, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope to hear from you guys, and you will indeed hear from me again, because I'll be here speaking into my phone always. Thank you very much. I love you all. Bye.